What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the North Shore Nine Post Game Show. I am Jim. With me is Neil. Pirates lose to the Cubs tonight on national TV by the score of ten to six. Neil, how you doing tonight? I mean, it's better than the last time we were on national TV. That's true. It was looking like it was going to be a really, really bad game. Um, the Pirates yeah. did kind of make things a little bit interesting in the seventh inning. They brought nine guys to the plate, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that. But yeah, where do you where do you want to start off here today? Um, bad, a pretty badly pitched game. Um, you know, by by Osvaldo Beto. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we want to start there. Uh, not at a. Not a whole lot offensively to talk about, but let's yeah let's start I mean, with let's start with Beto. Yeah, I think that's the best place to start. He was awful. Uh, one of one of the worst games that we've seen from him. Honestly, he really hasn't been good in quite some time. I feel like, uh, and and yet mm-hmm. today, no. today he. Um, not like he was ever really good, but I think he was outperforming our expectations at least for a while. Mm. Uh, but today he comes in, Colin Selby opens for him and, and Selby looked great by the way. I thought, I thought the yeah. stuff looked great. He, you know, he played that fastball slider combo perfectly Two scoreless hitless innings struck out three. Probably the best Pirates. scene of Selby in a Pirates uniform. Right. Yep. Probably, uh, it's two, it is two innings and you can't really expect him to go more than that. You know, I think he did his job pretty good. Um, you know, two solid ins, three strikeouts, I think is the big thing. He's finally getting those uh, swings and misses. I was pretty happy with him today. Yeah, I thought he looked really good. Uh, and he put the Pirates in a pretty good position here. Like, if you're – don't get me wrong. I hate the whole opener follower strategy. I If there was a legal way to ban it and across baseball, I would do it. Yeah, uh, but if you're going to employ that strategy, uh, then two scoreless innings out of Colin Selby is a perfect way to execute it. So he he did his job. He handed the the ball over to Osvaldo Beto for the in the third inning. Pirates had a one nothing lead at that point, and Beto completely unravels in the third. Yeah. He walks four batters, gives up. Uh, two uh, gives up three runs, uh, so that one nothing lead is immediately erased. Gives up some more runs later on um, in the game. Just he, he ends up going two and a third. Gives up eight runs on five hits and five walks. Seventy four pitches in two and a third innings tells you all you really need to know. Zero control whatsoever. Um. He, he could not – like the batters – the Cubs were not taking the bat off their shoulder as soon as the count hit 2-2. They knew they weren't going to see another strike, and everyone knew. And he was terrible. It's not like – it's not even like he got hit hard. 
he just couldn't throw strikes. And you know, you know, if you if you walk four like four or five batters, bad things are going to happen. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, four batters in one inning, bad things are going to happen for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he comes in and he go gets the first out, but then goes walk, single, walk, walk, mm. walk. Um, and and yeah, at that point, you kind of felt dejected. Um, you know, yeah. he came came back out there for the fourth and got a one, two, three, fourth, uh, but then came back out for the fifth and that unraveled rocks. even more. He gives up five runs in the fifth mm-hmm. inning. Um, and by that point, it's now eight to one. And I said, Pirates made this thing a little interesting, but game's mm-hmm. eight to one. And for all intents and purposes, it was over at that point. Yeah. Like you, you, if, if you can't, if you put up six runs and you lose the game, like that is, that is a sign that the pitching was just, it wasn't there. And, you know, these bullpen games have worked better than I ever thought they could have for an extended period of time. But this is what happens when you ch- actively choose to not roster any starting pitchers. You know, I, I really hope whoever we got in the Rich – not to say he was good, but whoever we got in the Rich Hill trade, they better be something. Like Jackson Wolf. Christian Wolf better be the best damn starting pitcher we've ever seen because this is a direct result. Like, we, we don't have any arms. And, you know, people are blaming Shelton tonight, you know, for leaving Beto out there, but what else is he supposed to do? He has three bull came, bullpen games a week. He has to manage the bullpen somehow. Like, it, I don't get this roster. This game is, this loss is completely on roster construction in the fact that we can't even roster a normal pitching staff. I'm going to let your, your blatant defending of Derek Shelton when he doesn't really deserve it. I'm going to let that go for today. Um, I mean, and and I, I am going to agree with you, though. Like, losses like this are 100% the fault of Ben Sherrington. And mm-hmm. it's it's like you mentioned, it's roster construction. The Pirates have two starting pitchers. You know, maybe we talked three. about it before. Maybe three. Yeah. But they're basically going with this opener strategy three out of the five times through the rotation and mm. I'm sorry, like that's just not a sustainable way to get through a regular season of baseball, a 162 game season. You just can't no. employ that strategy and be successful. Uh, so the the yeah. complete lack of development of starting pitchers from this organization over the last couple of years, every single starting pitching prospect that has come up to the majors has been a complete and utter failure yeah. uh, you know, in, in the last in the last two years. And that's that's on this that's on this front office. I like guess their job to get these guys ready for the majors, and they're failing at that job. Uh, the only two starting pitchers you can really rely on one's a holdover, and another one was completely developed by the St. Louis Cardinals. So yeah, like you've got you are got... also bad at pitching development. Like, like let's not make no let's not like oh Johan Oviedo is succeeding despite any development. Like I swear, if he goes to another team, he's going to be like an all-star pitcher because, like, he's now been in the Cardinals organization, who they just got rocked for twelve runs tonight, I think, and the Pirates, who ruin every prospect pitcher they touch. So, yeah, and I, and I, I like Oviedo. Like, I, I, I do too. I, I like him. Um, but I do too. He's a baller. Um, yeah. and I, I like him in the rotation. I know, I know, like a lot of people want to move him to the bullpen, but like, I don't. I, Looking at this, I have no idea how you move him to the bullpen. 
Like he has to be a starter for us. Oh, he's a starting pitcher. Yeah, yeah. like he's he's a starting pitcher. Like even if he's a back end starter, he's a starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean back to the game uh, yeah, again. Sorry. Osvaldo Beto, his his worst outing as a Pirate by far. Yeah. Season ERA now up to six three six. Um. When he initially got called up, I was I was pretty hard on him. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like and and I, I, was, I kind of a I kind of apologized for it because he he did kind of show that he was serviceable for a while. But mm-hmm. I think we're now seeing just really like who Osvaldo Beto is, and that is just simply he's not a major league pitcher. I can never get fu- get the energy to get mad at Osvaldo Beto because yes. it is not his fault. He is being asked to pitch this much. In the major leagues, it, 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 he is doing the best that he can, and yeah. God bless him for it. You know, he he's gonna get the health care for life. He's got the MLB minimum salary. Like, good job for him. But he has no business being on this roster. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, he actually probably has business being on this roster. It's just any other roster. I don't think probably so. I legitimately think that we might have better options in AAA right now. Like, <laughs> I don't like, know. I don't know. But yeah, maybe, maybe you know. And but like again, I can't get mad at him. He's kind of like the Josh Van Meter this year, where like he's out there all the time when he really shouldn't be. But that's just who the players that we have. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good comparison. Um, Barucky comes in. I mean, the rest of the bullpen kind of kept the team in it. Barucky with an inning and two thirds scoreless. Zestrizny with an inning, uh, a scoreless inning. Um, Thomas Hatch pitches a scoreless eighth, but then kind of game over in the ninth when he gives up those two runs uh, and uh, to, you know to make it ten to six. But uh, what do you think about Thomas Hatch? We've seen a little bit of him now. I think he's pitched twelve innings or so since uh, since being acquired. Um, I want your I want your thoughts on him because because he's I think he's a little bit interesting. He's interesting, but here's my worry: his fastball is unusable. You can like the reason like he he found success here at first because we basically told him, "Hey, stop throwing your fastball, just throw your changeup cutter combination," and it was kind of working. But I think I think any pitcher in the majors is really going to struggle if their fastball isn't playable. And so he's intriguing because I like the cur- I like the changeup. I like his cutter. I don't know how sustainable it is once hitters start sitting that though. So, even as a reliever. Yeah, I think um I think you hit the nail on the head. Like the, the changeup definitely makes him interesting because just having a really good feel of that pitch is rare. You know, even even mm-hmm. at the major league level and his changeup is like legitimately a pretty good pitch. Uh, I, I agree. The cutter, I, I like too. I feel like he he has a decent amount of six. Like he, he can be one of those like reverse split kind of guys out of the bullpen, mm-hmm. like because of that pitch mix. Like cutter in on the hands of lefties, change up against lefties too, going out uh, like down and away. I, I I like that, but like you mentioned, the hard stuff is kind of where mm-hmm. you know he's going to get beat, and that's where he got beat today. Uh, you know the 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 two run double that kind of put the game out of reach. That was on a that was on a sinker. Yeah, so sinker left, sinker left like right over the inside part of the plate. Yeah. Um. You know, and I I think I said this last time. I I know we don't like the opener. I'm pretty much on board with you. I like the idea of having Thomas Hatch or Andre Jackson 
partner with someone like Bailey Falter because I don't think Bailey Falter's ever going to be a guy who's going to be like a reliable go out there give you six innings. I like having him as a guy who can pitch you two or three innings, hand the ball off to Falter. And I think you can I think that's something you can work with. But I trust Andre Jackson. I think the stuff is with Jackson is there more than Thomas Hatch. But I, I yeah. like them in like that specific role. But in terms of anything else, I don't know where else you can really use a Thomas Hatch on this team. He doesn't have the stuff to be a back-end bullpen guy. At least in my eyes, you can disagree. Um, I agree with I agree with you on that. So unless you're uh, – I also just how do you roster two piggybackers going forward? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I, mean? I think? That, yeah. No, I think that's the thing, right? Like this this pitching staff, the way it's currently constructed, is just a hodgepodge of guys who aren't good enough to be starters. Mm-hmm. They're not good enough to be, you know, high leverage relievers. But they can they can give you innings, and if the stuff is working, it's fine. But if it's not, it's terrible. Like it's just a bunch of honestly, it's a bunch of guys who aren't that good. So you kind of look for things like, all right, is there is there a way that this guy could be helpful in some way? Mm-hmm. And like you look at Hatch's changeup cutter combo, and you're like, oh, well, there's something there, right? Um, mm-hmm. But but like you said, like maybe maybe too much of Hatch is a bad thing. You you, you kind of need yeah. Him. You need to pick and choose your spots. Um, I thought he looked great in the eighth inning today. Didn't look yep. great in the ninth. I mean, that's basically what what, what it came down to. So, mm-hmm. and it, 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 it's really hard to like really judge anything in the night. Like the game, you could really feel like the game was kind of done by that point. Like it was only two runs, but like you really didn't feel like the Pirates were going to score two in the ninth. Um, and he did kind of let it get away. So I, I I don't know how hard to judge him for that. Other than that, the Cubs just turn into the '98 Yankees whenever they play the Pirates, and it's infuriating. I think today's game made the Cubs eight and zero against the Pirates on the season. We won yesterday. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Eight and one. Um, <laughs> eight and one. That's right. We won yesterday. You're right. We have a combined two wins against the Brewers and the Cubs this year. Okay, so that's like bad. Two and sixteen. Yeah. Like I, I, we're probably, I think we're actually like around a 500 team if you don't count the Brewers and the Cubs. So if it weren't for the Pirates, the Reds would be running away with the division. Pretty much, yeah. So yeah. good for us, I guess. So I don't have to deal with Cincinnati fans in my mentions. Um, let's uh, let's shift gears. Let's go to the offense. Um, you know, we we have it right here in the title. Keep Brian Hayes stays hot, right? Keep Brian Hayes mm-hmm. two for four today, um, with a homer, a walk two runs batted in um, weighted runs created plus up to 94. Now on the season, the on base percentage, Neil over 300. Now um, it, it, it passed 300 today. Uh, OPS up to 735 on the year. Wow. He just keeps, he keeps this, uh, this little streak going. It's, it's now been, it's now been, you know, three, two, three weeks now where yeah. it's sustained, success uh, out of key Brian Hayes. What's even crazier is I think like a week and a half ago, I saw something like for the last 30 games, he's been batting over 300. So like he has been keeping this up for a while. And like, there's still like that pessimistic side of me is like, Nope, don't, don't buy into it. You're going to get burned yeah. again. But again, he keeps hitting the ball in the air hard. 
the contact looks different. He looks way more confident at the plate. He's actually walking now. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to like. I mean, his OPS is hovering right around 890 for mm-hmm. August. Uh, and, and yeah, batting average over eight, over 300 now for the month um, on base percentage, like in the 340 area. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's had a really good August and it's been, like I said, it's been now three weeks or so, three, four weeks of like sustained success. We've seen like bits and bits and pieces and like spurts from him in the past, mm-hmm. but like this month it's, it's, it's maybe the best month of baseball that we've seen from Q Brian Hayes in quite some time. Probably since 2020, yeah. I mean, I think this is mm-hmm. the first. He hasn't. This is the first time he's hit double-digit home runs in his career, right? Oh yeah, the, every home run he hits now is is a career high. So, all right, um, tenth homer on the year. He hits that today. Um, he basically missed the entire month of July. He played one game in July, mm-hmm. um, and, and really, if you even go back in June, 855 OPS in June prior to his injury. So okay. he's he's now. We're now looking at two his last two full months of baseball OPSing over 850 each month. Yeah, he he is putting it together. I know we they talked about the toe tap earlier, and then he kind of went cold again and then he got hurt. But no, it, it is really impressive. And he went up six percentile points in walk rate. So that means he's actually walking. Like I know we had that stat, I think, where he walked like twice from like May 23rd to like the end of June. Or yep. something crazy like that but no like he it's huge and like he's he's a uh, he's embraced the leadoff spot really well <laughs> um, yeah yeah i mean brock brings up he showed it in 2020 that was that's really the only like p like and even that was a month that we saw it was, in 2020 it was only so, 24 games like he is yeah. sustained he has sustained this longer than anything he ever did now he's not at the peak he was in 2020 but like mm-hmm. We don't need him to be a 194 WRC plus bat. Like we like, if he's OPSing yeah. around 800, he is one of the most valuable players in baseball just by nature yeah. of his defense. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, no complaints about Cabrian. Um, I'm hoping he keeps it up. There's still like a little part of me is like, oh, he's going to slip back down. Um, but do you think that he finishes with a higher OPS than Jack Sawinski? So I saw somebody bring this up on Twitter. Um, so let's see where they. So right now, Hayes is at seven thirty-five. Yeah, Lewinsky is at seven sixty-nine. So they're thirty-four points apart. Sawinski's numbers just kind of keep plummeting and plummeting. You Hayes just twice, keeps right? going up. He did walk twice tonight, but that still lowers the OPS. Um, yeah, he cannot buy a hit. Man, that's a good question. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that I'm gonna say Sawinski finishes with a higher OPS, but it's not gonna be by a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I could see Sawinski, like, because we've seen this from Sawinski, right? Where like he mm-hmm. just disappears, but then he has like a week where he just you know goes off. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's still like one of those weeks from Sawinski left in the tank. Where like he yeah. raises his OPS by fifty points in a week, mm-hmm. um, so I, I, I'm gonna say Sawinski, but yeah, Hayes is making it a battle. They're both contributing to making it a a, a battle. That's fair. I think yeah, you, you would never want it to be a battle, um, but I mean, Sawinski legitimately can't buy a hit. 
Like he 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 cannot make solid contact with the ball, and it's really sad to see. Yeah, Jack Swinski over two today. That pushes him to five for sixty-two for the month. That's insane. That, yeah. that, is, that is unplayable, and like, and the fact that G One Bay is our best technical option in center besides him, it's bad. Yeah, you, you almost kind of like want to look to see, like, like is this where you give the Pirates have had some pretty good luck as far as like the health of their outfielders go this year. I feel like, mm. like we haven't seen a whole lot of Cal Mitchell and Kanan Smith and Jigba and players like that, or yeah. you know, Miguel, Miguel and Duhar. Like we haven't really seen those guys a, a whole lot. Um, Cal Mitchell, you know, not really playing all that well in triple A's Kanan Smith and Jigba not playing all that well. Like, but you know, you, do you almost like, like, do you almost just give one of those guys a chance here? I mean, rosters are about to expand. It's not like it used to be where you know you can just call up whoever you want, but you've got two open spots coming up in September. Mm-hmm. Do you use one of those spots to call up one of those outfielders that you kind of just want to see a little bit more of, uh, or do you use that spot just for 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 more arms? I'm, I'm <laughs> more bullpen yeah. arms. Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, I guess I would. I, I don't really see the benefit of bringing up any of the guys you mentioned like maybe you give Chavez Young a look in just just purely for the defense like the bat sucks we all know the bat sucks but like if you bring up a Chavez Young you have a center fielder you can sit Jack I think Jack desperately needs a break of some kind like I think he just needs like a series to sit and like, if you have Chavez John, you know you get reliable defense for like a week. You can like see if he like. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel uh, like I don't know what you mean. No, <laughs> I'm gonna disagree on like Chavez Young does shouldn't be anywhere near this team. I mean, ever. no, but like I don't know. Like, I'd I'd rather see Chavez Young than watch Bay like fumble around his jumps in center field. I'm also biased against him, so you know, there's that. I- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, what there's just, there's like no, it's just frustrating. You know, like I said, yeah. we're in this year, fourth year of this rebuild. And there are so many people either on this roster or in AAA that have just nothing to do with the future of this organization. Yeah. No, uh, like, and that's the frustrating part. We, you know, we don't have a reliable center fielder. I, I like Jack on the corner. I don't really like him in center. Um, we're playing a catcher in right field when he's not hurt. We don't really have a first baseman on the roster. Hurt. Oh, hurt. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. We don't really have a first baseman on the roster. I know Alfonso Rivas is technically a first baseman, but, like, not really. Um, 90% of our pitching staff are bullpen arms. Our top pitching prospects are shunted in the AAA because they can't pitch anymore. Like, yeah. it's bad. <laughs> it's it's. Uh, you just want like one guy. Like, can one guy do something? Like that's. Yeah, in like you know, I, I like Pagero, but like even he's like struggling. He's a rookie. He's going to struggle. Like you can't. 
I think I've tweeted this out before, but like, you know, like when you look around and you see like the Cubs and you see the Reds, how they're already like going way past us, you know, like where's our Matt McLean? Where's our Spencer Steer? Where's our Will Benson? So you just keep going down the list. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, where, where are these success stories? Because they're not happening. You know, ND struggles at the plate. Piguero struggles at the plate. Davis has been struggling. You had to send down Nick Gonzalez. Like, the development has not been good this year. And I know rookies struggle, and I don't want to judge the players, but, like, where is the success? Who Who is taking – who is taking it like the, the bull by the horns. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I, I think, and you can point to, I think, Endy and Piguero and say like, you know what? They're doing fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and Endy's actually doing more than fine. I think like Endy, Endy's played pretty good defense. He's holding his own at the plate. You know, he's had a couple rough games here in a row, but like, it's like two or three. I'm not worried about Endy. Mm-hmm. Um, Piguero is a guy who I, I think the, the weird thing that about Piguero is he's like losing playing time. Uh, G1 Bay is playing more than Piguero right now. Alika Williams yeah. is playing every single day and Piguero's had three off days in the last week. So like, I'm a little confused about that sort of stuff. Like why, why are we playing the guys who don't have a future in this organization mm-hmm. over, overly over Piguero? Yeah. And if the Pirates think that Alika Williams is like a part of this team's future, then we need to reassess what this front office is thinking because that's that's stupid. If if the only reason I the only thing I could guess is that one, they don't like Piguero at shortstop, which I think is honestly fair. Yep. And so they like Alika Williams is the only shortstop we actually have in the roster. And two. They think G1 Bay has a future on this team, and so they're going to get him playing time. And because Piguero can only play second, and they want to get Suwinski in the lineup, who they also think has a future, Piguero often because becomes like the the sacrificial lamb for that. But I think you know, I know your opinion on Bay. You know my opinion on Bay. We would both prefer him not to be here, but I think we're gonna have to suck it up, and Bay is going to get priority because. I think they really like his intangibles. I just, I, I, I don't understand not playing your 22 year old middle infielder who yeah. has power. Uh, like the one guy that you've called up who consistently has been driving the ball. I agree. I, 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 I 100% agree. Like Piguero should not be the one. And I, it's a lost season. I, I would honestly be okay with him getting reps at shortstop. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal. Like the, the organization is weird because they're obviously okay with losing, but on the other hand, won't just like let their kids play and like take very weird stands on who gets to play because they want to win baseball games, I guess. Yeah. It, it, it makes no sense. It's like, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. And we want, yeah, yeah. I, that's a whole lot. We can have a whole episode about this, I think, but yeah, sorry. We went way off. Yeah. <laughs> Wandered off topic again. Um, offensively speaking again, like we, we, we went into a lot with Hayes. Um, Brian Reynolds, another pretty good game today too. Had a big double there in the seventh inning while the Pirates yeah. were making that comeback. Um, Reynolds has been quite good recently. Like, you know, I, 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 yeah. I had a bit of a stinker of a week, but like Reynolds has really been really good down like this in, in August and late July. 
yeah, Reynolds is uh is looking okay. Um, but like that's that was it today. Uh, you yeah. mentioned the strikeouts too. Fifteen strikeouts today. I do want to talk about just like the Pirates were completely baffled by by Jordan Wicks uh, and his changeup. It was Jordan Wicks's major league debut today. Yes. Um, he he is a top pitching prospect for the Cubs. I think Fangraphs has him as a number 60 prospect in all of baseball. Mm. Um, but nine strikeouts, he retired 15 in a row at one point. And yeah, after we put the three, the first three on our zone, like it was looking like we were about to shell this guy. Like it looked yeah. like we were like, and then I guess the pitching coach came out and told him, Hey, you got to change up, throw it. And then it was kind of over from there. Yeah, the game started off perfect, right? I mean, it was yeah. home run, single, walk, and then all of a sudden, they just couldn't not swing at his low changeups. Like mm-hmm. they, they just they were. It's like they were just dumbfounded that he was throwing just changeup after changeup after changeup, and they couldn't not swing at them. The dude didn't even throw any strikes like for the first two innings. I feel like. No, they just they just kept swinging at low and away changeups the entire first few innings. Five and straight strike after the after the yeah. walk from McCutcheon. Five straight strikeouts. Five straight strikeouts. The dude had the dude has started twenty minor league games this season, and the most strikeouts he had in a game was seven, and he strikes out nine today. So yeah, um, the Pirates did. Worse against him than every other minor league team that he's faced this season. <sighs> I love this team. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, um, but yeah. then like the the whole like you don't swing at bad pitches approach really rings hollow in games like this. Yeah, like where's the <laughs> where's the approach? Where, the approach they've had the entire season that we just get like upset at them for, or like they just yeah. like, don't attack, they don't swing. They 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 don't do it. They don't they don't swing at anything borderline. Today they swing at everything, and they just were were awful. Um, yeah. it was it was a frustrating game. I can't um, believe he scored six runs. Like, yeah, six total hard hit balls. Somehow we scored six. If, even though like everyone outside our top two had terrible games today. Yeah. Um. Tomorrow's Bailey Falter day. I thought that was um, okay. Yeah, it's Sunday. That's right. I got my day. Yeah. I don't know if they're actually going to start Bailey Falter or if they're going to do the whole opener follower thing. But uh, Bailey Falter against Javier Assad. The Pirates have a chance to split the series against the Cubs. Um, Falter looked really good last time out, so you know, hopefully, he can replicate that and, and get on a little bit of a roll here. Oh man, I but, um, so. yeah, 135 game tomorrow. Uh, that's uh, that's it. Anything else you want to add about today's game? Uh, no, I'm glad it's over. Same, same. All right, well, again, guys, thanks for tuning in. Pirates lose 10 to 6. We will be back here tomorrow, hopefully talking about a series split we'll see you guys later hey you all thank you for watching i know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible so uh, i know it doesn't seem like a lot but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page it helps out so much more than you know 
Thank you, and let's go Bucks.